professionally auto switch to the screen. I love it when shit just works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Everything just worked. It was great. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Crystal's Imagination. I am your host, Crystal. I have uh, been in radio, live radio, podcasting for a very long time, and I am very, very excited to be back at it, especially with my first guest, who is a very close friend of mine. She knows so much about just everything. I'm so jealous. She is one of the people in my circle who I wish I could just sit down in her brain and just look around like, it's like, it would be like an amazing library and just be like, I wanna read this and this and this. Um, She is just that person, but she forgot to send me her bio so I can't introduce her. So she's gonna have to introduce herself. <laughs> and today we will be talking about the Tarot. So Sin, Sonara, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I know you're so busy. But please introduce yourself to our lovely audience. Well, hey, audience. As she said, my name is Sonara Tregarth, also known as Sina AL, depending on where in the world you're trying to find me. So if it's comics and script writing, it's Sina AL. If it's books, it's been Sonara Tregarth. Um, so I've been in publishing for this year. It'll be 18 years. Oh, my God. That's so... What? Girl. I know, right? Um, Woo! My very first comic books I've edited will be out this year in end of June. And oh, that's so exciting. In July and then probably in August. So it's getting to be kind of a crazy thing. Um, wow. It's, I don't know what to say. Um, as for knowing everything, this is what happens when you're like a little kid and you have an encyclopedia set and it's vacation time and your goal is to read every single encyclopedia book. Just read them all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. We, uh, we don't have those anymore. We really, really need to bring them back. <laughs> we do. No, we absolutely do. Um, video's gonna look weird for just a second, everybody, while I turn Sin up, because I want to give her a little bit. <laughs> Actually, she looks fine. I look like ridiculous because I did this a weird way, and now I know never to do this this way again in case I have to turn against them. So that's fine. Uh, it's fine. Fine, it's first episode. Fine. Um, so yeah, let's yeah, it's great. Uh Sid, you actually gave me my first uh tarot decks. You gave me and my girlfriend Hannah our first decks, which is awesome. Um, and then I got totally addicted to them and Oracle Oracle cards, which are my favorite. But let's start with the tarot. Let's just take a deep dive here. Like, what is it? Is it just, you know, a bunch of crazy people just like, you know, pulling out cards and magically reading things and hustling people out of their money, or like what 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 is it? Oh, if only it was that simple. I know, um, right? No, actually what happened is the tarot is based off of 78 cards. Um, originally, it was called Tarocchi, um in Italy. Um, it goes back to the 1400s. Um, the very first deck that we still have examples of today is called the Sforza um, Visconti deck. We And actually, the Baron Library in New York actually has the most pieces to the deck. Um, I think it's like 35, last count. So I have actually an example, of, and it's a style of deck called the Marseille deck. So basically, usually they have no words on them, but mine do, because this is the, this is called the Scalpini deck, the Ooh. medieval Scalpini deck. And Scalpini actually was hired to recreate the four missing cards um, from this Visconti deck. So what's nice about this is that you can just see how 
vivid and how all these deaths, all these yeah. cards are just yeah. very stylized and romantic. Well, they used to play a game. And most people will tell you that tarot is ancient and it comes from Egypt and it's from gypsies. No, please don't do that nonsense. None of it is true. <laughs> She's making the stop. If you're on the podcast, I'm sorry you didn't get to see the pretty cards. If you're listening on the podcast, you missed all the pretty cards. Why you should watch it live? Um, and she made the stop in motion. Yeah. She's like, stop it, stop lying. No, just, just don't, don't, don't do that nonsense. Because anybody who mm. actually does tarot and researches it will basically look at you, like give you side eye look. Mm. That's how I look. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the nice thing about the Scapini deck and any Marseille deck is that it will force you to learn the cards. Okay. <laughs> and learn the meaning of the cards without without having to know what the cards mean because all you have is the number of coins and a picture. Now, mm-hmm. one of the thing is about these pictures is the fact that there is a gentleman, Jaworski who did a film recently that talks about the tarot in motion. And basically, if you actually look at every single card and try to act it out, it will actually help you to understand what each tarot minor card means. That's really cool. (laughs) That's really cool. So going from there, what ended up happening is through the years, and, and just, you know, as a curvature the slight curve um there were other decks that were used for divination at that during that time because the nice thing is is Taroki was playing a game and they they played it but all through that time there were other card decks that not only were used for that but were also used for divination purposes because all purpose decks were used for multiple things okay so if you have like a regular standard playing card deck you can actually do divination with that and in fact, it was actually that deck, that similar deck that was actually used for Lenormand, which I do have a Lenormand deck to show you too. But I'm going to do the history of tarot and then we'll do a little bit about Lenormand. Love it. Because um, Lenormand and tarot are linked. So, Okay. Uh, so the next deck that came about was based off of the Sforza deck. And then what happened was it was on a show going across the across Europe and into the United States when Patricia Coleman um, went to go see the works and was asked by um, Waite, Stacey Waite, to actually go and paint um, pictures based on information he gave her. They were both part of the Order of Golden Dawn. So there there comes the very first deck of the Rider Waite deck. Um, which she is actually the person who painted all the pictures. Now, the Rider oh, wow. deck is the traditional arrow deck that you will yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the version that I have, I'm holding up, is the borderless one. Um, mm-hmm. It originally came out, did have borders. Um, I also have, this is also the Century Edition, which I actually love. Um her tarot card like collection is fantastic, y'all. If you like tarot cards, go shopping at Sense House. She's not going to give you any of them. You just look at them and then go buy them yourself, but they're great. Yeah. And in fact, I have like a few extra that are coming. So, now, the interesting thing is, is, and you can actually do this, and this is actually one of the ways I teach people to read tarot, is that every painting that she made, if you line them up, tells a story. 
So when you read the tarot, whether it be the mar- the major arcana, and there's 22 cards, or the minor arcana, that they will, those pictures, so like this is the four of wands. Mm-hmm. If you look at the four of wands, you see that there is a couple standing underneath the, the canopy. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about there is you're looking at happiness, you're looking at long life, togetherness, mm-hmm. so it's something happy. So that is basically a simple, easy reading to do. There are different other extra external points that you can get into that go further, but that's just the basics. Wait wanted a deck to basically help get into more of an esoteric version of not only being able to better themselves, but also to connect basically judaism's um kabbalah the tree of life to this purpose and so there are other esoteric meanings within this that actually go to each spot which is why he used to know and hang out with crawley (laughs) why am i not surprised is there anybody crawley didn't hang out with (laughs) and it's funny because crawley actually left the order Mm -hmm. so he ended up making his own deck, which is called the Thoth deck. Ooh. So I will tell you right now, the Thoth deck happens to be probably the one I use the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that I don't love it. It's just that I need, I want to get a better deck version of it. That's a little bit thicker. Okay. But they are radically for something that was made in the early Ooh. 1900s. It's pretty. It is, they are radically more art deco and yeah it is yeah very much so (laughs) so you would think oh this was made in the 60s no sunshine no (laughs) wow so that's uh, a really pretty deck though i don't like that like it is and for some people this deck is easier to read than the than the the rider weight so some of the things are named exactly the same Mm -hmm. some of them are not um but that's a really nice key like this one is completion which would be for all of us would be the uh wheel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know you have the hanged man which is the same oh wow he just looks cooler in that one yeah he does yeah i mean, I mean he looks messed up still i mean i actually think he looks a little more messed up in that one than he does in, in the other deck and, and then, by the way if anybody who's listening um this is your kind of first deep dive into this you don't know who alistair crowley is or of the Order of the Golden Dawn, Google it, and then watch your life disappear for like a couple of days as you fall down that rabbit hole. But that's a whole other show we have to do to tell you about that. It's a whole yeah, other show. That's a whole Google, that's a whole Google few in itself because mm-hmm. Google few that for a while and be like, what's up with this? Yeah. Don't doing? stop. Let me just, don't even start at Wikipedia. Don't start there. No. No. <laughs> don't, don't start at Wikipedia. No. Mm-mm. In fact, go, go get a book. Get a book. Don't even like get you like a little bit of info on the internet. But then if you're like, go get a fucking book. Don't because they got it and, all wrong. Yeah. And if you're going to do something for historical purposes for learning this stuff, one of the best things to do is to um, there is a tarot association that you can get info from. Um, in America, there's the Tarology Association, the U.S. Tarot Association. In the mm-hmm. U.K., there's a Tarot Association. So there are better sources info for and you can actually once you get trained you can actually become a listed tarot reader and they will refer people to you oh nice 
Yeah, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, that is very cool. So now that we've got the basics down, which is those three decks, mm -hmm. those were the three decks forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> until like round, until came the Morgan Greer deck, which came and the ultimate Rider Waite, which was like more of a colored, colorized version mm -hmm. of the Rider Waite. Um, now the Morgan Greer was like made in the 70s and it looks like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. colorful it's nice it's beautiful <laughs> um i don't have it i don't have it and there are reasons for it because i do not want to relive my lifetime in the 70s <laughs> i was a child and lsd do not do that to me, that to me again <laughs> so sin so, said i had too much fun in the 70s and i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i was i was an infant and I, was a child. I ran around me and Sesame Street were buds, okay? Let's get there. <laughs> so, yeah. So ever since then, like in the 70s going forward, then tarot started developing from that point forward. People started making their own decks and it started growing. Um, nowadays, you'll see it on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, um, where there are quality artisan decks. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you, if you've they seen pretty. my collection, I have some. <laughs> um, People are stupid talented. Like, stupid talented. It's crazy. There are some metaphysicians that actually um, put out decks every once in a while. In fact, I have Ben and Bell Wen's first two decks that she did. And she has a third coming out soon. Mm -hmm. And I've already pre-ordered it, so... <laughs> It's like it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> she she sent it out. She actually she sent out a thing that for anybody who had ordered one of the two prior, mm -hmm. and she sent me an email and she said, "So you had already said you wanted it. Did you want another?" I was like, "Yes, just the full package. Just send me the full package. Whatever it costs, send me the full package. <laughs> like all of it. Um, give it to me. All of it. Give it to me. Uh, so it's it's like it's got everything. It's got like the book. The book itself, which has all this information, is like three inches thick." Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm like, you. Things you forget to do because you haven't podcasted in so long. I know, right? <laughs> so, one of the other kind of things, and I'll show you some of the newer tarot that are out that we have mm -hmm. right now, um, but I'm going to show you a little bit of the Lenormand first. Um, Lenormand basically is called that because of Mademoiselle Lenormand. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's based off a set of cards that had um, both a playing card suit and card in a corner, Ooh. and it had a picture attached. Now, this That's so pretty. I kinda, I, I want to okay. take like because she okay she sent me a um an amazing thank you so much for being here carol by the way uh she since sent me home with all these these tarot decks like me and my girlfriend like different ones she gave us ones for each of them and those cards are so pretty that you literally want to get them like framed and just i want like a whole room that's just tarot cards you have to shop showing me these cards it's like being a like a D, D player and dice like you just want all the stupid freaking she knows she knows you just want you want them all you just want them all and, and and if you need dice, ice cream dice on on um, Twitter has an awesome sale going on right now. So this is this and since just I'm not paying rent this month. I'm not paying rent. I'm just getting <laughs> dice and tarot. Cards. I'll tell my landlord. I'll be like, uh, you're not getting paid because I had to get dice and tarot cards. I'm just trying to let so, y'all. 
but it's very bad that I, I I knew these things. So, and mm-hmm. don't you know that like I just um bought two new decks that are coming out on Kickstarter, oh, and there's a third one that I want, and I'm like I'm holding off, but I'm like, dude, I really need it. It is a <laughs> ancient Egypt oracle, and I'm like, yeah. it's an oracle because oracle's my favorite. Oracle's my favorite. Oh, no, 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 no. And, and this is not just any oracle. This is not. It's ancient Egypt, and it's like forty five cards. And it's in depth set, and I'm like, insert. I want it, Jeff, right now. Just put it right there. <laughs> like I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Ah. Oh. So, <laughs> Lenormand actually is based off of a set of cards. Um, it could go as far as far back as we can find out so far. And I think, um, oh gosh, Mary Greer is the one that did the research goes back to in Germany and it was called pitch and cups. Um, so that was like 15, 1600s. Oh, wow. So there was used as a card game again mm-hmm. and you would play the card game or you could actually do divination and it, it actually included instructions for both. So <laughs> if that tells you anything. Yeah. So, when it became called the Lenormand, what happened was is that Mademoiselle Lenormand had been making divination, was known in her local area in France. She made a couple of big, uh, I guess you would say, uh, predictions mm-hmm. that came true. Mm-hmm. And when they came true, they were for big wigs within the royal state. And mm-hmm. she ended up doing divination and tarot and the Lenormand card specifically for the king and queen. Oh, wow. So that's how the Lenormand spread. So there's quite a few things with it. And so the nice thing about the Lenormand is that you'll, when you read a spread for a Lenormand versus a spread for tarot, it's totally different. Um, tarot Why? can create your own spread. Lenormand mm-hmm. has specific set spreads. Mm-hmm. which are like three by three, two by two, nine mm-hmm. by nine. Um, and the reason is, is because you don't read just going down or cross or however you set the cards out. Lenormand is you literally read everything that's next to each other and they relate to each other in connectedly. Ooh, okay. So it is a ball game and a half when you read it, like the ring ring means not only is it a ring where you, it, it's a marriage, it's also a ring that connects you to somebody else. Oh, wow. And then if you have this plus the mountain from before, it means that you may be having a hardship with your relationships right now that Mm. you're married to. Or it can mean a divorce is in the future. Or it could be that you're going through a rough patch and afterwards you're going to be fine. Right. Depending on what your third card is. Third card is. So let's say your third card is a child. Mm -hmm. So then what's going to end up happening is that you're going to get through that rough patch and have a really good time after that you're going to go through a like like a child a time of wonderment basically starting over Mm -hmm. so that's how it relates nice so and then so you go up and down you'll go across you'll see how it all feeds into each other Mm -hmm. and they have significator cards in lenormand so you have like a male and female um you some people will deal them out first Mm -hmm. and then deal around it some people will not and they'll just deal it out and see if the significator card comes up and if it does, then what ends up happening is that they will read it dealing from the significator out. Mm. Everything closest is what's happening 
in the closest time and going out is is basically farther in the future. Okay. Okay. So that's how Lenormand works. And Lenormand ended up being a lost art for such a long time because of tarot. It started coming back probably about maybe 15, 20 years ago. And Mm -hmm. it is basically going through its own little renaissance. And I love Lenormand because it's so easy to do. And the decks are kind of like playing card size. So it makes it nice and easy to hold. It's hard to hold some tarot decks. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard. It can be. Yeah. So this is like my favorite one. It's by Ciro Marchetti. And he also has done some amazing tarot decks. I love him. (laughs) I want all his decks. (laughs) Give them them all. Give them all. All the decks. All the decks. In fact, he's got one out right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just, just gonna give in. I'm just like, just give, it. Just, just let it, yeah. just let it happen, just let it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, one of the things I talked about were tarot decks. So, when mm-hmm. you talk about what is easy, what is, where does a beginner start? Where does somebody who's been kind of reading but not quite sure because it's like, let me look at the, let me look at the book. Mm-hmm. So, first off, let me assure you, look at the book. <laughs> no shame in it no shame in it i have no shame is is especially if it's a deck see so look there, there's a difference between oracle cards and tarot okay. tarot always has 78 cards very few do you ever see that will go up to 81 mm-hmm. um and usually that has like extra cards that for indicate like a significator card or special bonus cards mm-hmm. but on normal circumstances tarot is 78 cards only 78 cards has a major arcana a minor arcana four suits um there is a deck out though that has five suits it has all five has all five elements and i want it i want it so bad i want it so bad i need you to stop talking about all these new decks okay we go. yeah so- <laughs> Okay. Oracle decks, on the other hand, can be any set number of cards. Mm-hmm. Usually it's between 30 and 50. Um, and it's around a theme. So these are my Heal Yourself decks by Inna Seagal, which mm-hmm. I love her. She is one of my favorite. I have like every single deck of hers, but one. Mm-hmm. I will be getting that one. <laughs> uh, so every theme... Every every card has a theme that relates to the main theme for healing yourself. Like this is alchemy. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I know, right? This is dealing with pride, which is the half face of a skull. Ooh, like, but also I like, beautiful. I was like, Hella, don't hurt me, Hella. Yeah. <laughs> now you get that card, be like, oh, I'm gonna die. No, it says pride, not dead. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and you have entrapment where you Ooh. feel like I'm just stuck on. This- so oracle cards are are usually generalized you know if you want advice about uh, you're trying to get guidance about a specific thing it can be helpful to pick up an oracle deck whereas a tarot deck will can give you i mean you can ask a question about literally anything yeah so one of the things that i always tell people is that you can use either deck for anything okay however when it comes to oracle decks oracle decks are a lot more general Mm -hmm. whereas tarot decks can get to the specific degree of go left or go right depending on how you want to how you want to go do things where one of the things i will tell people is when you learn to do tarot it's not yes or no although you can do yes or no questions and i can tell you how to do them 
the best thing to do is ask open-ended questions on, hey, this is where I'm at. And I'm thinking about doing this. Is this a great idea? Mm -hmm. Is this, you know, not like yes or no, is it a great idea? But hey, this is where I'm going. And I'm moving for this. And it'll tell you, hey, this looks like it's a path. You may have some bumps in the road. Go for it. Or it may say, hey, that's stormy. But look at this idea over here. Right. And you'll see the different guidance that it does. One of the things that have been out recently is a lot of things that if you're a creative type, there has been a lot of tarot books for uh, tarot books that have come out for writers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got me. She got me. <laughs> and the reason is, is the fact that, in fact, that was actually one of the parts that are in my book that I'm working on. Is the fact that, yes, is that you can use tarot to help write because of the fact that it can help you not only develop your character, mm-hmm. it can help your storyline, make mm-hmm. sure that you're not missing anything. Um, and it can also help you to develop backstory. Mm-hmm. Have, do, they, do they have a tragic past? Do they have a secret that they're not telling? What a great idea is just like, yeah, like, you know, do a tarot reading for one of your characters and just see what comes up. Oh, my God. Perfect. Yeah. And it's awesome to do that because it's not like, one, they're going to argue with you. And two, <laughs> <laughs> when you read it, it comes out like, put it up, there it is. And you're like, whoops. Yes. Let me take a picture. Frame it. Right. It's easier to go back to. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is you can do it for your stories chapter by chapter. Even though you, let's say, you know that your story has these major turning points in it. Mm-hmm. You, let's say you don't know that if you're in chapter one and by chapter three, this point has to hit. But you're like, what am I, how, how am I going to make this happen? So you do a reading that says, okay, I'm on chapter one and I've got to hear. What do I need to do to get to chapter three where I hit this turning point? Mm-hmm. So you lay out the cards and all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, this happens. And there's a tower moment where the main character basically screws up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, everything goes yeah. to hell and then this happens and then all of a sudden you know somebody turns around and, and betrays them and oh now we're at chapter three and you're like well that's the first two chapters hey. right <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that muse that every writer is looking for it's right there in, in a tarot deck uh before we go on break let's talk briefly some tarot readers um and it it seems to be like some debate about whether or not to read um, cards that come up in reverse. What's kind of the the thought process about that? Why wouldn't you? I, some say it, some don't, some do. So like, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, here's here's the going thing with that. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't comfortable reading them in reverse because of the fact that it's unnatural. Now, mm-hmm. I have a deck called the. I don't know if it's here. Probably not. It's probably in the other room. I moved decks recently. Um, mm-hmm. Called the Vice Versa deck. That basically it is the front half. The front part of the deck has one picture of the tarot, and on the back has the back half. So it's a reverse. Oh my gosh! I love that deck. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's also a deck called the Revelations deck, and that deck actually has it split in half. So you mm-hmm. have the the front, and then you have basically you have the top card, and then at the bottom is the reverse. Mm-hmm. So when you lay it out, it is basically facing you no matter which way. Right. So it's easier to read. Right. Um, and each, and the, so basically the halves of the cards look different. Ooh. Um, so the reverse looks different from what the front does. So you can actually tell what the meanings are better. 
And that's basically the biggest problem that many people have with reverse cards is it's just a card upside down. Mm-hmm. So does it mean it's literally the opposite of what the meaning is? Or is it something completely different? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you read the books on the information that's held in the decks, it's kind of like, oh, it's this. And you're like, well, wait a minute. The front card said this. But this seems to be a little bit off from where what that was. Other times you'll see, oh, it's just literally kind of like the reverse of it. Here's what basically I've been taught and basically what I teach others is you're going to be able to tell when you're doing the reading and you do a reverse. So let's say the car comes up in reverse and as you're reading, you see that reverse, you're like, yeah, okay. Normally that card would mean X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. my inside is saying that with those cards in that flow, it's going to be leaning more towards this meaning. Mm-hmm. You go with the meaning you know that it's going to lean toward because you're feeling and you know that with that flow that they're going to do that corrective stance. Reverse cards are protection cards. Basically, hmm. all that's telling you is that, hey, if you don't get your act together, that this that you're not going you're going to miss opportunities, that things are going to happen. And not all reverse cards are bad. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some of the cards are bad. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. That tower card is rough. That's a rough card. It's changed. It's changed, man. Mm. People see the tower card and they freak out, or they see the devil card, and I'm like, the devil card is just like, you know, living your everyday life and being tempted by everything out there. It's like, ooh, I would like that ten pound bar of chocolate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's probably because there's such beautiful art on the cards too, right? You see this, you see this devil card come up, you're like, ooh! (laughs) Yeah, you know, and then you get like something like the um, Ten of Cups in Reverse. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, it's just the Ten of Cups in Reverse, no big deal. And then you're like, wait a minute. Ten of Cups is about all your wishes come true. Bitch, you're not letting me have my stuff! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but why? And then you look at the whole story. <laughs> and that's the, where, the, where, where that comes into, is learning how to read your story and reading when you come to read the cards. And one of the things that I find is that when you look at cards to buy, and don't get me wrong, I love pretty cards. <clears throat> you can ask Crystal. I like very pretty cards. Thank you. She does. She does. She does. I do. I do. <laughs> But in fact, I, I didn't, you haven't seen my new my new deck. My new deck has oh. my Jasmine Griffith Beckett pictures. Oh. And it's purple gilded. Oh my god. Pills is about to drive down and fuck the, and steal your deck. Pills is gonna come steal your deck. <laughs> oh is, my and god. Is, and this has been my workhorse deck. So <gasps> this is the beautiful creatures 2.0 oh deck. Oh god, it's gorgeous. Which is, which is so hard to find. So when it came available, I was like, Look, give it, send, give it, yeah, Look, give it, send. Oh my god, so that's gorgeous. Yeah. And the nice thing about it is, not only does it have the name of the card, but mm-hmm. on the bottom, it actually gives you a one name descriptor of what the card is. Yeah. So I was like, I love you. <laughs> you are beautiful. Thank you. You are beautiful. Like. The magician, I love this card. Ooh. 
my sister would also love the art in that card that's that's amazing all right uh we have just taken an amazing deep dive into the history of the tarot uh talked about some differences between that and oracle cards covered um why you should read the reverse cards do not be scared of them make sure that you are telling the whole story we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh why you should be using the tarot what the benefits are for you to be doing this maybe on the daily at least weekly kind of check in with yourselves we already talked about the benefits for writers so writers go get you a tarot deck if only you know just to do it for your characters and then all of a sudden you're gonna learn tarot and now you're gonna be giving your friends reading it's gonna be great so uh don't go anywhere we'll be back in five Go grab a break. Go grab a break. We're going to take a break. You go grab a snack. We'll be right back. Woo!
but still my favorite deck is the simple deck. I mean, sometimes you just got to simplify it. Just simplify it. All right, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back on it. We are here with our very, very, very glorious special guest, Sonara Tregarth, who is giving us some education on the tarot and its history. Um, so, yeah, Sid, let's get into, uh, let's talk about why. I mean, you know, why should people be practicing this, you know, quote unquote, woo-woo shit? Shit is good for you. That's um, what I say. I mean, that's what I'm about. So here's the thing. It, we have so much stress in our lives. Mm-hmm. We are working more. We are getting less. We are supposed to be able to know by the time we're in ninth grade where we're going to, what are we going to do with our lives? <laughs> we're supposed, literally. Yeah. I, I, in ninth grade, I'm supposed to know what, I'm, what I want to be when I grow up. Hell, well, most people know they want to be for god's sakes it's true um it, and nowadays most people have to do switch jobs and be and learn new learn new skills at least two to three times in their lives mm-hmm. so basically it's nice to be able to have a check system in place that says hey how am i doing right now am i okay is am i off balance and just not know it Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that's going to happen or about to happen that I need to be aware of that's mm-hmm. just outside of my control? Because the biggest thing that most people have issues with is anything that they can't control, they get touchy about. And that would be me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, mm-hmm. I, I have, the, I used to have this thing uh, that I can control everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lie. My therapist, my, my therapist and, and I have been working on this issue. <laughs> If you combine any woo-woo practice with therapy, you are like doing so good. So good. You don't, you're doing so good. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because that's actually one of the things that she and I talked about was the fact of that things like tarot mm-hmm. actually make a big difference with therapy because of the fact that it gets you back down to the base core of who you are. So like, let's say you're picking your card of the day which is something that I always tell everybody to start with. So you pick your card of the day and it is two of wands. And this deck is the simple tarot, mm-hmm. which if you're a beginner, um, this is Angie Green's deck. And this is like the best deck ever because it has all the definition you want. It it's like right on the card. Yeah. It's on the card and you can read it off. And it's just like, it's, this is my workhorse horse deck. This is my go-to deck for every single day for everything I do. I have like three copies of this deck. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. I buy this deck for everybody. Okay, great deck to learn the tarot. There you go, right there. Yeah. So you get this one. It says, so you want to plan for the future. It's got determination on it. You have the world, which is basically, you got to see the big picture. So that's your thing for the day. So your thought for the day is see the big picture. Don't get caught in the minutia of everything else that's going on. And see, I love what you did right there because not only did you read the definition, but then you looked at the picture. I mean, because the definition says determine planning for the future, right? But then the world kind of pulls that in. You're like, okay, so I got to do some planning. You might focus on that word, but then you look, oh, I'm planning for the big, like, not just for that one thing in the future that I want. I need to see the big pic. I love that. I love the integration of like visuals plus words because that's it, so helpful. And that and that makes a big difference. So like during the day, let's say you start getting caught up with whatever you're doing and you start bogging down. Mm-hmm. 
you, that's when you sit there and think, okay, what was my card of the day? It was the two of wands. It was looking at the big picture. Don't get bogged down in detail. Oh crap. That's what I'm doing. Let me pull back, reset myself, rethink. Mm -hmm. And then what happens then is usually most time for most people, they can sit there and go, okay, let me start fresh at this moment. I'm not going to get caught up in all these little nitty gritty crap. I don't need to mm -hmm. push this to the side and let me rescale this back. I don't need to, to go over what Dean and, and Jane and everybody else is doing. They're capable of doing their stuff. Let me make sure that the things that are on fire are taken care of and mm -hmm. let them take care of themselves. Right. And that's kind of what we, you know, you had to do. Now, when I used to work for a company and we were in a group of six people, every day we pulled a card. Oh, wow. So it became, that was our thing is that every day we would grab one of like the five decks I had, which would be either Oracle cards or tarot. What a great way to start a work day. Yeah. We would pull a card for, for our day, for our day. And then we would check in at lunch. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, is everybody feeling good? Okay, remember the card of the day is this. And, you know, we got it for the rest of the day. And that is basically how we did our day. Oh, wow. I love and that. It, I love it so much. And it makes a, a nice difference. Now, and the, the big thing is, is that a lot of people are like, well, you know, but what if it, if it goes wrong? It's okay if it goes wrong. It's not supposed to be telling you that this is what's going to happen. What it is, is a check on your behavior. Mm -hmm. It's a check on things that say, look, things happen. Shit blows. What happens is how you basically act to those things happening. You control you. Mm -hmm. So if you get bogged down on details and your card for the day is that two of wands, it's saying, dude, who are you? What are you controlling? Are you, you know, is the details controlling you or are you controlling what's going on? Right. And if you're bogged down in details, the details are controlling you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point. And like one of the big things is I pulled out one day, which I I hated when I saw it, it was the two of swords. Uh -huh. It's all about compromise. And I was like, why do I got to be the one that compromises? <laughs> I don't want to compromise. I, I got to be the one to compromise. I don't want to. So I was mm -hmm. like, so this day is going to be one of those days where I'm going to have to like deal with cranky people. Mm-hmm. But at least you know. So now you're prepared. Now you can you can find your center. You can get you an extra cup of coffee or some tea. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, like, for my day job, I have to deal with customers that mm -hmm. basically, you know, either mm -hmm. they get accidents and they need somebody to help them. And, mm -hmm. or, you know, they, they're wondering why their price is so high. Well, it could be the three accidents and the two speeding tickets you had. You know. It's not it. That's not it at all. No. Yeah. That's no. that. Yeah. So, customers are great. Love customers. Love them. Love work. <laughs> it's like that whole whole thing about the customer's always right. And the mm, customers which is a lie. Not always right. And, and yeah. They're not. No, they're not. No. Let's see whoever come up with that. It's a no. damn liar. Mm -mm. Big damn liar. Yeah. So when you, um, let's, you know, because I, I can tell because, you know, I know when my brain works and some people will be like, okay, but where, like, who's giving me the answers when I look at these tarot cards? Like, you know, some people will start a tarot card reading and they'll say, you know, 
uh, they'll get, you know, real deep into, you know, I'm talking to my spirit guides, my angels, my whoever. Do you have to do that? Like when, you know, no. what do you, you know, what do you, where, where is this magical intuition, is it quote unquote magical intuition coming from when we pull these cards? How do we know that they're telling us the truth? So when you listen to your gut intuition, where does that come from? We're done here. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> now it's not to sit there and say that that you may not be given some external thing to that you may hear or you may see or you may encounter because i i mean i'll be honest some people are blessed in those ways to actually hear auditory experiences to see ghosts mm-hmm. to have those experiences over and beyond what everybody else does Mm-hmm. But most, unfortunately, does not have that ability. Right. So their experience is grounded in their gut. And it is like a cop, like a detective. You develop your hunches, you develop your skill, and you become self-aware. And the more self-aware you become, the more likely you're able to interpret. Which is one of the things that I also tell people is you can sit there and see that, let's say, for example, the world mm-hmm. is all about wholeness and being complete right so that's great but let's say for example when you see the world and it's about wholeness and complete you also see everything else on there you see the countries you see people you also see the possibilities of problems mm-hmm. that still come up so everything may be whole and complete in your eyes but you also see the possibilities of other things occurring right so for you your definition is wholeness, everything's wholeness and complete, but also be prepared. Right. So that's your extra interpretation on the card that you've come to know through the way that you're processing one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where the definition of tarot starts to grow. Mm. Because everybody has the base tarot definitions, and then you have your definitions that come over and beyond those base definitions. I love that. And don't ever think that those definitions are wrong. They are Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's ever seen me read has seen that if they look at the definitions, I'll be like, that's not quite what she said. It was like a little bit off. Well, that's because going from what I've learned Mm -hmm. and what I've basically have discerned through my gut and through my skills Mm -hmm. that carry over into this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. This is basically what I'm seeing what's coming out with all these different cards. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things you'll find out is that if you read enough of the tarot books, that there are certain combinations that lead there are a different definition together than they are. Mm. Yes. Yes. So those little combo packs, as I call them, are <laughs> like, oh, well, you want to be together. Okay. See how this is. <laughs> cause trouble. Um, <laughs> love it love it so you kind of get those and you're like oh all right and then you lay out a couple more cards and you're like oh so we're gonna have trouble in the area of like either romance or money it could be any other things and then you sit there and be like oh well i see with the other cards we may be offset a little bit because of x y and z right so when we talk about tarot in general like i said there's there's the major and the minor arcana Mm mm-hmm the major arcana, a lot of people get to learn. You've mm-hmm. probably heard of the Fool's Journey. Right. The Fool's Journey, if you've ever heard that story, is the major arcana story. 
It's also like a takeoff of the hero's journey. Wow. Okay. So the fool's journey is the easiest thing to learn the definitions of the major arcana. But when you get to the minor arcana, it is really hard to get to some of the definitions to learn them a little bit more for people. Um, the easiest thing I can tell you to do is, one, don't overthink it. Because overthinking it will kill you every single time. Truth. Um, That's a real true, a true story. True story, y'all. The biggest other thing to do is, I know when people are like, so when you look at the wands and the cups and you look at all these things, you know, how do you keep these straight? So one practice and two, <laughs> the best thing that I love is that if you get a deck that separates them by color, it is easier for you to know what the hell you're doing. Get the beginner deck, get the beginner deck, get it. So if you have like cups and wands and swords, yeah, so you know how you have your regular deck that, mm -hmm. like, regular card deck, you have diamonds, mm -hmm. paid, you have the spades, you have the hearts, and then you have um, the clubs. Same principle. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has their favorite suit in a regular card deck, you probably will find that you have a favorite suit in the Minor Arcana. Most people will start to feel when they start learning the deck will probably be drawn to cups because it's all about love and romance. <laughs> Everybody always wants to love reading. <laughs> oh, yeah. So big thing to remember is when it comes to cups is, and this is basically how I, I taught everybody was cups is basically the water element. Water mm -hmm. element is all about emotions, crying those tears, mm -hmm. wiping those tears away. When a cup, cup holds water so you think about it is you know when you get married you have a relationship it's going out for a glass of wine mm -hmm. you get married it's the glass of champagne mm -hmm. we've done it that's how you remember what cups are what they are all about mm. um when you look at the element of wands think about what they do so remember the two of wands that we did mm -hmm. so when you look at the wands Let's take out the four. It's always good. So you look at that. Four of Wands says it's a safe haven, it's a celebration, it's a good time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's all about people. It's all about basically dealing with not your intellect, it's not dealing with emotions. Mm -mm. Yeah. So you kind of can bury it down to the fact that it has to deal with more with the person itself dealing mm -hmm. with the people skills, dealing with that aspect. Because when you look at the swords, swords is all about the air and intellect. Which mm -hmm. is kind of weird because you think swords fighting, it's all about Right, you think people. it'd be very aggressive, right, yeah. Yeah, you would think that the sword would be all about the person and the end. Yeah. Right. But think about it. You think, and that takes up a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. That's oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that is why the swords are all about energy. So the other thing is the pentacles. And I want, I would love dealing with pentacles because pentacles was probably the easiest one for me to remember. Mm. Pentacles was just also called coins is literally that it's coins. It's all about the money, honey. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about hard work. It's about being grounded. It's all about your money. So once you have those, it's just fine tuning you, details. 
and this that's just it you learn about what the one you learn about what the aces are aces are all about new beginnings mm-hmm. so twos are all about basically couples about partnerships about mm-hmm. where you're going to be on those things threes will go into those things the fours go forward you know fives you have difficulties with some of those because some of the fives you you, you learn at the fives that some are withdrawing some are not playing nice mm. others are hey. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you're like wait a minute i don't like you um sixes you have like the six of cups is all about relationships or childhood relationships um basically good childhood memories mm-hmm. then you have like the six of swords and that goes different where the biggest problem for most people to remember the, the definitions or the meanings are when we get to court cards so you have the page the knight the queen and the king mm-hmm. or like a friend of mine used to go it is the princess the prince the queen and the king <laughs> i love it love that and i was yes. like that is. I, like, I like it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's so good. it's good it's good and it's good. Court, it's good. there is a book out by ethany mm-hmm. um Don, who did a book that talks about all about the court cards mm-hmm. um, and how to read them, how to read them in combination, how to basically break down their meanings. And I loved her book because I used to hate the court cards because I would look at them and be like, you're just freaking the king and queen of hearts. <laughs> off with her head. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, you have done such a phenomenal job today of breaking down, uh, what the tarot is, uh, why people should use it. I love that. Uh, you just dropped some really good tips for, for tarot card readers, I think. Uh, my last question to you would be, um, if you're, I mean, because you talk a lot about how it's your intuition to kind of read the cards and based on like, you know, your, your experience and, um, and your gut feelings and how kind of self-aware you are when you do readings for other people, like what would you recommend to somebody who is looking to find a tarot card reader for them? Does there need to be some kind of connection? Do they need to be listening to their gut as well? Because I feel like not every tarot card reader is obviously for everybody. No. So one of the things that I look for when I get my tarot and yes, believe it or not, even though I read for others and, and I do do my own readings for myself every so often, I go out and get readings elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I look for tarot readers that have a decent amount of experience mm-hmm. um, that don't shortchange themselves. Um, yes, it's nice to get cheap readings and I'm not going to lie to you and say it's not, but I also like to get readings where the, even if they're learning, I want them to make, to, to feel that they are worth the effort that they put in. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they have to realize is that they are not, they're putting in a dedication and skill mm-hmm. to provide something that is, that not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people are able to give that kind of feedback or, so it's that kind of a thing, you know, price for the market that you're in price for that kind of deal. But when you go to look for that reader, make sure that that reader is not one overpricing for your market, but two, but find somebody that you're comfortable with that. You know, if you exchange emails with them, if you say, Hey, look, I'm thinking about getting a reading. Um, I'm not sure which of the readings I want. 
-hmm. what would you suggest because you know um it's just like for something general or if it's for something specific uh that kind of thing they could direct you a little bit better or if it's a generalized reading but you're kind of like not sure which one would be the best they may even offer to do you a specific reading based on that question Mm -hmm. so those are the kind of things that you would look for is a reader that's willing to be open and willing to basically do that little aspect for you it makes Mm -hmm. it easier Mm -hmm. um to go back i mean i have basically a set of readers that i have gone back to for like the last 15 years love it so yeah and i find it i find it awesome because it is i have built up such a rapport with Mm -hmm. them that Mm -hmm. i when i go back and they're like you're back and stuff i'm like yeah tell me how terrible it's just like you know patience is still the key i'm like i hate patience and i'm going to have to kill her so I too hate patience and would like to punch her. So that's fine. No, but I don't think it. I don't. Does anybody like patience? I, she she gets a bad rap, but I don't think anybody likes her. <laughs> I don't think anybody? Don't nobody like that bitch. Don't nobody like that bitch. <laughs> I love it. Oh, such such good advice. Such good advice. Um, Sin, we're getting close to time. Do you want to give a quick reading um to show off your skills? Because I know that you uh Sin has an amazing website. I'm not gonna brag about it. I made it. It's awesome. Um, but it's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but Sin does tarot readings. She does oracle card readings. And if you have found any value in what you have heard from her today, if you resonate with her, then I would highly, highly recommend you go and you book her for your readings because you will just get so much, so much value out of it. She's auntie, yo. She's she's not going to lie to you. She's going to be like, yo, you fucking up. Oh, yo, you're doing good. She'll tell you. She's going to give it to you straight. So if you want a tarot card reading, she's going to give it to you straight and not sugarcoating you to call Sin. Sina, Sina, Sina says you right. And, and, and Crystal has, has been in that position a couple of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. She, yeah. I'm not I'm not like somebody else in her life, though. I listen. <laughs> I don't tell her to reshuffle the cards. <laughs> use, use the purple deck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like that deck. Use a different deck. Use a different deck. Yeah. Sit. You know what? Go ahead. I was going to say, like, that's the nice thing, too, is the fact that because I have so many decks, is that I usually, when I do a reading, is I will use like three or four different decks. Oh, wow. She does. She does. You'd be like, yeah, we were we hung up at her house and she just like, she'd come down in the evenings as she came home from work and she'd just pull out all the tarot cards. She'd be like, yo, let's go. I'd be like, let's go. It was great. Yeah. It was great. After lasagna. I missed the lasagna. You missed lasagna? You know, I have stuff to make lasagna this week too. I'm so <laughs> short spread something sure yeah so let's say one of the things that you can do for yourself and this Mm -hmm. is actually one of the things that you can you can do for other people to get used to reading Mm -hmm. is a three card spread love it Um, i love the three card spread it's so simple (laughs) it's like past present future it is usually um uh it can be yes no maybe it uh, it can also be what my favorite thing to do is if they have a question is basically what's for it what's against it and your outcome mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Ms. crystal let's do let's do that for you let's do it i'm ready i'm ready All right. let's do it so your three cards Ooh. oh so scared so scared <laughs> oh okay oh so shit. your first card which is what's for your little duda is the page of swords Ooh. page of swords is all about um being prepping for action so we're talking mm-hmm. about you're wanting to 
learn the truth you wanting to basically be able to talk you're all about the air which is you know again is all about your intellect you're basically going forward and wanting to learn how to do those things learning to be truthful to yourself which is always a good thing to do is be self-aware but while you're doing that you're also wanting to do a very big thing which is also something that's against you is that you're not doing enough of which is putting away money for yourself why is the tarot calling me out you're not doing enough of, of that because you're with learning the truth you're bouncing around a little bit and you're not giving yourself enough time to develop your money skills mm-hmm. which you need to do which what is the outcome for this it is the high priestess in reverse Ooh. so one of the things about the high priestess in reverse it's all about not only the woo but it's also about being able to take that wisdom of what you learn so when it's in reverse it means that right now you're not in a place of wisdom enough where you feel balanced to do both be mm-hmm. truthful to yourself and ground yourself for money purposes. Mm-hmm. So you're out of balance over you'll do one one time, one the other. Mm-hmm. One one time, one the other. And that's going to keep up for a little while. <laughs> and it why, and it, but it's going to eventually balance itself out. And we know that because you have another page. <gasps> and that page is really nice because it's a spark of a new idea yet again. Mm-hmm. Because Crystal, you're going to have way too many ideas yet again. And not enough time to ever accomplish anything because it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the plot bunny thing. You know, mm-hmm. you put a plot bunny in a cage and it makes like multiple plot bunnies. It's cool. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's going to give you an idea at one point where you can actually balance the both. And it may actually allow you to even yourself out just enough where it'll start building your, your money reserves. And yet at the same time, free you enough to find your own truth. Love it. So, yeah. So that's basically what the three plot does, you know, what the three card spread does. Eventually you sometimes will add a fourth to give you if that outcome needs an extra card to go. And you'll know what to do when that time comes. I'm so mad at these cards just calling me out like that. This is what Sarah is so it's <laughs> I'm so mad at these cards right now. <laughs> How dare you? How literally a conversation that I had with my girlfriend like two nights ago? Like two nights ago? That's crazy. That's uh, and I didn't I didn't tell this freaky shit freaky shit. Um, anybody who is hanging out in chat, like a very quick three card spread reading from Sin. I am opening up to you. Yeah. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace, but don't ask if you don't want to know. <laughs> she gonna call you out on a live show. It's I'm just letting you know. I know it's Invader. Oh, what's up, Invader? All right. Uh, my friend Invader is here. Sin, what's your real name? Why do I even know you? I don't think we need to. Oh, it's his birthday. Oh, a birthday reading. Even yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So we'll do a nice little birthday reading. So we'll do birthday reading for Invader. Yes. All right. So we'll do the birthday cut. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, dude. Uh-oh. 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 So first off, you got three major arcana. So... Happy birthday to you. All <laughs> snap. So the first one you have is the world card. So it is, again, all about being whole. It is about making sure that you honor your achievements. Some of the stuff that you've had, that you've accomplished, you've not honored enough of your achievements, and you really need to do. Um, it's something that a lot of people have had a, a lot of trouble doing. Um, and even though you may brag about yourself on occasion, you may not really honor the things that you've accomplished. 
So there's a difference between, this is a conversation I've had with somebody else before. There's a difference between bragging about yourself and bragging and being able to sit there and hold high your accomplishments for yourself. So that's something that you're wanting to do because it basically becomes a whole you. What's going to happen and which is holding you back is the fact that you're in the middle of a change. Becoming more aware, but you're also learning that you're having a little bit of issues. Basically, you feel like you're in free fall a little bit, but it's okay. Because here's the thing about change when you get the tower card. A lot of people see the tower card and freak out. Tower card just means that all the crap that's come before, we're wiping away clean. Everything that's that's been stumbling you, everything that's been going, basically at this point it's saying, it, it gone. It, it go bye-bye. So having this card show up for your birthday is actually a cool thing. It just means that going forward, you're going to basically not have to worry about it. So your last card is death in reverse. Death in reverse is all about basically transformation. It's all about having to be about what comes next. With it being in reverse, it's like you have been feeling that you've been stuck. So your outcome is that with this tower, you're starting fresh. You don't have to transform. Everything's been transformed for you. Where you go from here is up to you now. You get to go and start wherever you want be whoever you want and do whatever you want, but be recognize the things that you have accomplished and use on those to build your blocks to where you want to go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Evader. Did she just blow your mind? I think, I think, I think you, I think you blew his mind. I'm going <laughs> to vote with, vote with mind blowing. Vote, voting, voting with, voting. <laughs> he is actually in the middle of a move right now. Ooh, I'm sorry. So much. See, 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 see. There you go. There you go. I put Sin's website in the chat channel so you can uh you can you can go and look her up and, and get an even more in-depth reading into your life. Go to sinara.com. It all makes sense, he says. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so so much, Sin. I so appreciate your time. I so appreciate you being here and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast or even watching it, doesn't matter, please go and check out Sonora's website. You will see links down in the description, no matter where it is. Uh, check us out live. We are here on, I am here on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking to amazing people. This is information that will blow your mind like we did poor Invader, or hopefully it will help you improve your creative craft. That's what we are here to do on Crystal's Imagination. Go to crystalsimagination.com backslash talk show to get all the deets about the show. Check out the archives and see our upcoming guest list. If you are a podcast listener, you will get these on Thursday. If you are a YouTube watcher, you will also get these on Thursday. Or you can come hang out with us live over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash crystalsimagination. I am your host, Crystal Storm. I'm a science fiction author. I'm a creative content uh, producer. I also need to fucking learn how to balance my money so I can have more money and I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm mad these cards just call me out like that. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> but it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm taking action. I'm doing I'm taking action now. I'm doing. We here, right? I'm doing it. <laughs> all right, you guys. We will see you next Tuesday. I will have on here 
Uh, best-selling author Whitney here, Whitney Hill, excuse me. Um, she is amazing. She will be talking to us about astrology um, and ancestral witchcraft. Uh, it is a whole. Ooh. It is a two-part session about living your authentic life. She will be back in June to talk about being a uh, best-selling indie author. So I am very excited to talk to her. She is another person who has a wealth of knowledge. So stick around for that. Make sure you're following, liking, subscribing, all that shit. Y'all know what to do. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Well, hey, Crystal here. I wanted to thank you personally for joining us for this episode of Crystal's Imagination of the Talk Show. I hope you'll take a quick second to drop us a like, subscribe, leave a comment and or a review. I would love to hear your feedback. If you have a guest suggestion, drop me a line at talkshow at crystalsimagination.com or you can just send me a note and we can be email buddies. Want more podcasts? You can also check out the serialized fiction podcast of the same name, Crystal's Imagination. You'll find it on my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the information down in the description. Till next time. <laughs>